Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, March 16th, 2020, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 290. Did I edit this or didn't I edit this? 298 is what I'm going to guess. Numbers don't nope. matter anymore. 297? Nope. Wait, what is it then? 299. No, it isn't. Yeah. No, it isn't. 299, yeah. our next one is it's 300? fucking 300, yeah. <laughs> How? I don't know. How did we get here and not realize? Waypoint Radio, you you have to be wrong. No. I cannot. 299? 299! We're s- In the midst of all this, <laughs> you're about to have the 300th episode of Waypoint Radio. All right. Well, yeah. we gotta. I gotta brainstorm. This is not the conditions I suspected we would be in when we got to episode three hundred. No. I'm not gonna lie. I thought we would have a studio. Did for you bank on deadly virus? Did you? Did, did not. Was that was not in the in the cards? You've heard the voices of Gita Jackson, Ricardo Contreras, also joining us, Patrick Klepek, being calm, rational, waypoint dad, I, waypoint I, big brother. Uh, I give myself one moment of the day to feel. Hey, I can't tell you about a game I'm playing in VR, but I did find out that if it's not good to cry in it. <laughs> wow! What? <laughs> what? That's that's that, it doesn't work. You can't you can't touch your you can't even touch your face if you want to. It right. turns out yeah. you have right. to take the mask off it's and like, wipe the wow. tears out of your eyes. Incredible! That sucks. I didn't I, uh, think about that happening. Jeez, it's no. interesting. I'm thinking yeah. about. Well, I am thinking you know, about uh, plugging hmm. my Oculus Quest into my into my computer finally and seeing if that works for upcoming. Oh, with that, that fancy cable? Yeah. It needs, it needs like a fancy USB cable to do it that. It does, right? which means I have to order it from online at this point, which means I wouldn't get it until 2021 at this point, I think. <laughs> so I should probably just say, just fuck it, you yeah. know? What What is the uh, absurd quarantine hobby that you all have spontaneously picked up because everyone I know has grabbed one at this point? I am completing a scrapbook of the Ooh. first year of my my boyfriend's relationship. Oh, that's very cute. That I am I... watching anime. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which doesn't sound <laughs> like a quarantine thing, but it is. Like I don't I normally watch anime. Like I watch just like an anime show when I'm sick. It's good sick food. It's good like I don't need to care about this. This is just like some bullshit shonen show. I'm literally watching a show about people being stuck inside of their MMO after an apocalypse, which is like the inversion of social distancing. It's like <laughs> in our worlds, we can only communicate digitally now, but in their world, in the world of Log Horizon, you can you're communicating digitally by going into the game and being close to each other physically. Physical digi- digital Log Horizon? It's called Log Horizon. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, you just look to the, the skies and you and see a bunch of a fucking log. logs. I think it's because you log on. <laughs> just and one log? I, 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 know I could spoil the show for you and tell you mm. what the log horizon is, but then it would ruin the climax of episode four. Okay, well... <laughs> Just tell uh, me about it after good. the pod, dude. I will. I, got, I will. I I've will. also got a lot of time. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> it's very cool. It's cool to see like a fight scene where people are talking about global cooldown times and other MMO bullshit. Because like I understand that when someone talks about doing like a cool like kick in a martial arts anime, like I'm like I guess that sounds real, but I couldn't tell you what a good kick is from a bad kick. I can tell you the difference between a class that has a lot of short cooldowns and a class that has a lot of long cooldowns. That reads to me. Uh, There's a guild that's kidnapping like low-level players and forcing them to give up their new player bonus XP potions. Wow. Love it! Okay. What a great story beat! <laughs> Incredible. Anyway, Patrick, what's your what's your quarantine uh, hobby? The notion of having time for hobbies is a humorous <laughs> question to be directed <laughs> at me. Haha! Oh, ha. Wow. What? Yeah. What? Um, no. You know what? We, you, you know, you're not using your commute time to to do something special yeah, for yourself. No. Well, even just even just this weekend with uh, my daughter, uh, you know, it's uh, you lose. You even just having to stay inside, you realize you lose a bunch of things. You can like can't go to the park. It's like, well, there's nobody there, mm. but like. Hmm. I I don't want to sit here and you wipe roll down the, dice. the slides. Yeah. Um. So we're just not going to do that. Uh. We're just going to stay inside. And you just like run out of you run out of things to do. Man. I all these. Mm, I don't need to be uh, preachy as a parent, but like all these parents that are like, nah, screen time, no TVs. Good fucking luck over the next uh, couple of weeks and months. Turns out moderation is okay because it's just you run out of uh, yeah. I'm concerned about the next couple couple of weeks. Uh, How many because, times can you watch Frozen two? Physically, uh, well, I you know props to Disney Plus for putting that out on on Sunday, not on Friday or Saturday, on Sunday, which mm-hmm. seemed like a strange. Maybe that was just a logistical <laughs> After thing. After a but, weekend of Bob Iger's children throwing uh-huh. shit at his head, he was like, you know what? <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Uh, <laughs> at least Frozen 2. <laughs> well, it's like right now, Jessica's daycare is still open. Um, though when I dropped her off this morning, there were no, there are two classes next to each other that um, are like the, the preschool sections. And normally there's like... I don't know, 15 kids in in one of them, and then they like sort kids out as the the day uh, as they get in in the morning, there, and there are usually a handful of kids in the other room, and the other room is where my daughter goes to. No kids in that room. Four kids in the in the other room. Now I presume some of that's just like schools canceled here for the next two weeks until they <laughs> until they cancel them for another two right, weeks, right. like an like an airplane that's saying like we're delayed for 15 minutes. <laughs> it's like no, and then you delayed another 15 minutes, which is, I assume how this is gonna go. Uh, but then, so she went to daycare, which means now she can no longer see my mom. So she, my mom watches her twice a week, so that's I... out. And so I had to have a conversation with that with my with my mom this morning, and was like, I just don't, I don't think you're gonna be able to watch her for, I I don't know. However, <laughs> um, and uh, unfortunately, she's being a good boomer. She is she's locked down, not going out. I haven't had to have any concerning conversations. It is useful to um. The surveillance tech of my iPhone where I, we can share locations with one another. I was like, I'm going to see if she's lying to me. Not lying to me. She only walks her dog. It's very good. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be weird for the next couple of weeks. My wife just started working from home. So we're, yeah, I guess we're going to have to work in shifts to you know watch our kid and like try and get something done. But it's going to be a 
weird situation going God. forward. I um Ricardo, I need your update, your quarantine oh. update. What are you what are you doing in your time? Uh actually playing Destiny. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean that adds up. What a what a surprise. No, you're allowed to guffaw. That's that's something to guffaw yeah. at. Yeah. No, like last Chortle. season I didn't keep up with Destiny aside from like certain events and stuff, but like now I'm I'm doing the like daily, like I log mm-hmm. in, do my you know, all my bounties. Uh, also because uh, a few of my friends that I usually meet up to play D&D with uh, also play Destiny on Xbox. So I've moved over there for a bit to hang out with them because we can't see each other in person anymore. So uh, it's it's more like a dual like, oh, I have extra time because I'm not going places. I'm going to actually play Destiny instead of only half play Destiny. That's, you know, I feel like that's a... <laughs> That's what that it's game is for. Now is the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now is right? the exactly. time. Did you all see the story from Alex Hearn from the Alex Hearn writes for the Guardian? Put up a story today. Uh, no news is good news. Big Brother guests unaware of pandemic. Uh, the big people who are in Big Brother right now, like on the TV show, don't know. They have not oh been told. God. And the producer policies are that they will not be told unless someone's like immediate family is is impacted. Um. Uh, also, also called up uh, a, and this is the this is the one that really fucking got me. Um. Uh. At the little prairie, or sorry, at the little paradise, at the little paradise silent meditation center in Hamburg, Germany, there is a strict no news policy. Staff told the Guardian, meaning that one resident who will sh- shortly be leaving after a 120 day silent retreat is not heading into the outside world. Uh, sorry, there's no strict no news policy, and this person knows, but there are other people who just don't check the news. They're in the middle of nowhere and are just like doing a silent meditation for three months, four months. And it's like, all right, are they going to come back out and like realize shit? Like, can't wait to socialize again. No, no. you're not allowed. You're basically <laughs> oh, still in no. your, your, uh, your. Did you love that silent, silent meditation. meditation? Great news. Great news. We got more. The Big Brother one is wild. And the Big Brother the big one brother sent me down. Have you seen the uh, television show Charlie Brooker before he did uh, Black Mirror, did a television show about Big Brother? His now wife uh, was a presenter, I think, for Big Brother um, about the a zombie outbreak in England that happens on an eviction night of Big Brother. So That is called Dead Set. I've Dead not set, seen it, but yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. It's, That's great. Uh, it's a great, it's a fun show. Uh, absolutely as nihilistic as everything else Charlie Brooker has ever done. But Riz Ahmed um, is in it. I was, I was literally about to say Riz Ahmed is in it, and that's what was going to make me see it when I <laughs> yeah. first heard about it. I was like, oh, wow, Riz Ahmed is in it. Riz is great. <laughs> um, all right, we've, we've done the, the most important thing and talked about how we're surviving this, this current quarantine. I'll just say really quick. Please take this shit seriously. Uh, I've had to go out for like groceries and stuff, and motherfuckers are just outside. Oh motherfuckers my are just. fucking God. At the bar. I mean, I, this is yeah. now changing in New York. Finally, the the the. Hmm, I the, went. The, I, we can't do like we cannot I, do like a local news show. But the difference <laughs> between the Bill De Blasio and the Governor Cuomo uh, uh, press conferences is night and day. The Bill De Blasio thing was like the most "I'm your cool dad" ever thing. He was basically <laughs> like, "Listen." People are going to go out. People are going to find excuses to go out. I just want you to be safe when you do it. And uh, Cuomo was very much like, no, no, you're going to stay the fuck in. You're going to stay in. You're not going to get anyone hurt. You're not going to do anything you're not supposed to do. And that is it. This is my house. Uh, and it was. It was. It was. It was a lot. Also, like, I man, I, I, I yes, I it's very like 
adopt the scolding tone, like, we should uh, shut yes. things down, Pius Day in. But, like, I Cole know was, if I was I, 23, yeah, I would have been out right. there and say, Patrick's Day, middle fingers in the air. Like, I'm, you would have been a complete fucking idiot. Like, I'm just, I just there know. Was so, a, like, my yeah. roommate's level sister, of the, my roommate's sister went on a booze cruise, and I've just been thinking about no. that. No! What? That's, that's <laughs> what? bad. And then they were like, oh, every other group canceled, so it's a private cruise now. <laughs> there no! was a bit in that, in every other of- group canceled. I don't know. Maybe It's just yours. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Know huh, why. I don't know. I don't know why. There's a point in the Bill de Blasio press conference where someone was like, so how are you? You know, hundreds of thousands of teenagers are now home from school for the foreseeable future for the next month. How, what are you going to do to keep them from like going out and uh, and hanging out together? And he was like, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> They're teenagers. <laughs> They're did going you see to what g- he did this morning? Going to oh the Y? Oh my God, he went to the Y. I cannot believe it. And then the it. Y was forced to issue no. a statement saying like... Basically, along like this is paraphrased. Like, well, he just wanted to say goodbye, um, and so we <laughs> let him come. And well, then thirty minutes later, Cuomo was like, "No, shut down the gyms." Also, the gyms were also done. It was so funny. I'm very glad I got my ring fit in uh, ahead nice. of ahead of this. Time it out yeah. right. I tried so hard to get a ring fit before the court. Like before, oh. I knew it was gonna like you knew on Friday of last week yes. that this week was not gonna be normal. And on that day, I immediately went to Amazon. I tried to find one single ring fit that could be delivered to my home, and I could not find one in the city of New York. God. I have a uh, – uh, so I spent most of Friday, you know, truly told, uh, dear listener, I don't – like, my ability to do reporting is going to be greatly compromised <laughs> over the next couple of weeks um, or months. But um, I spent most of Friday afternoon – looking into ring fit stuff um like it's already been reported like nintendo gave a statement to polygon and and myself saying like yeah there aren't any um because it basically (laughs) ran out around the holidays and then (laughs) the coronavirus hit china and the manufacturing it seems like they both underestimated demand and then at the time where they would have been winding up supply like it they couldn't um make any um so i was doing a bunch of research and talking to different folks that have both bought like uh bought them like i've talked to people who paid as much as like two hundred dollars for one um because they wanted to that's what it's going for about on ebay or amazon resellers um and i heard this story and i'm gonna dear listen i'm sharing this on the podcast with you because i want to i want to know if you've heard other things or things like this because it may not end up in the story if i can't like verify it but i heard from someone who uh was trying to find one at a local GameStop um on the east coast and the when they brought up they're looking for ring fit this is back like a month or so ago um the manager at the GameStop there um come was like uh, audibly groaned when ring fit came up because there were two people that were going around hitting up. Um, they were going. They came into this GameStop, bought all the ring fits that they had. They had like seven or something like that. You know, some like normal amount of those to have. And then asked, "Hey, can you look up local inventory um, in the area?" They did. Then they called those GameStops, asked them to hold all of them, and went and bought all of them, and then started flipping them online um i haven't had a chance to call this GameStop to verify <laughs> oh. that there is somebody like groups of people going around wow. actively hoarding and taking out taking advantage of the, the the supply shortage um but if you have heard similar things or have any insight into that please get in touch because that makes sense like at the moment like there started being a, a supply constraint it would make sense for people to look around and see if they could um take advantage yeah. of it shout outs to the guy in the new york times who, yeah 
um, said, I don't want to be someone on the front page of a newspaper hoarding, like, cleaning supplies. I will supplies. not Oops. be. I will not I be. I appear to have agreed to a story to be quoted in the New York Times. I will not be the lead carrier on Twitter a second time. I will not. Uh, but actually, behind all the hand sanitizer, if, you, if people had looked more closely, there's boxes and boxes of ring fit. So... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what to make of it. They didn't have a gamer around to, to crack well, the code. In the, 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 the wild... Go ahead. I was going to say, didn't they raid that guy's stuff? Uh, he, he like, immediately, like, within, like, an hour of the story going live was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to give away this stuff. People, you know, people did their <laughs> shitty thing. They bought pizzas. Someone showed up to his house. Like, the place that uh, his storage unit, like, the people that, like, he was renting it from just mm. set, just canceled his contract. Yeah, um, but uh, oh, for... for uh, for Ring Fit, like other like weird things has been so like I talked to someone that um, uh, bought it online used and then they're like wait coronavirus and so then people are going through like weird like trying to go through great lengths to like clean everything up in order to like make it useful like putting it in like taking the thing that goes on your leg that gets all sweaty and putting it in their you know like the washer and dryer it's just a it's a weird world out there so if you have ring fit stories let me know because i was gonna write it today and i just don't think it's gonna happen yeah well uh woof Woof. we can talk about another different nintendo game if you want to because there's another nintendo game that's gonna be in stock very shortly gita's glowing on the screen right now you're just so excited gita can you talk to us about animal crossing Yes, I can. New Horizons. Absolutely. Animal Crossing Log Horizon. Got it. <laughs> well, you open up the game and it's about uh, one big log. So right, that's it. You just walk around the log and you just talk about the log all day long. And it's got an internal clock, so it's a day-night system for the log. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Someone will make this on, on it's and put it on Switch itch by the end of the ray week. tracing because it's just the log, so they really just went all out with the can fucking do it. graphics. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> all right. Your review is okay. up. Your review is up. My review is up. You're positive on Animal Crossing. Animal, Crossing's New Ho- Animal Crossing New Horizons is a little heaven in a world gone to hell is the headline here. That's a Rob <laughs> Zachney headline. Okay, sure. the sub or the subhead, the deck is while the politics aren't perfect, it's certainly better than the real world. That's a Gita Jackson deck for sure. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Talk to me about um, Animal Crossing. It's a perfect video game. Well, it's an almost perfect video game because there's one part of it that makes me feel like an inhuman monster when I do it, but I have to do it for the game to be as perfect as it is. Essentially, this is like this feels like the prequel to the first Animal Crossing game in a lot of ways. Huh. Like yeah, it's like this thing where you go you are Jordan you Tom Nook has decided to start a travel agency and he's mm-hmm. booking people for his deserted island getaway uh getaway package where you just go to a deserted island and then you just build a town there from the ground up. And it's really really sweet you pick all of the places where the stores are gonna go so you start out and like there's no nook's cranny or anything there's no able sister shop you have to like spend money and provide resources for those shops to exist and then i realized around the time the game had almost entirely opened up to me that my town suddenly just looked like the very first town I ever had in Animal Crossing, where mm. you, you arrive there and there's a shop, like a very simple shop, and like the Able Sisters clothing store, maybe, 
and that's it and like a couple of neighbors but i built this entire infrastructure right. you know there's right. a two bridges and a ramp now and i'm about to build a third bridge shit's crazy <laughs> and that's there's yeah, yeah it, it, there's something really really calming about it not just because it's animal crossing the whole aesthetic is really calming but because like i can't go outside and uh-huh. <laughs> I was playing this I on my one of my final excursions to socializing with uh, other people in person. I went to Paul Tamayo, the video producer from Kotaku. I went to his house to play local co-op because the internet's not the internet co-op's not up. And I just had a vision of me and like seven other people went in the midst of this to prevent us from losing our minds, all playing Animal Crossing on someone's island and then being in a Discord call at the same time because that just seems did like you, what's going to happen. Did you um did you do much multiplayer stuff? Did, does that work for you? Did that oh, I'm like yeah. a very I, I did some seamless. multiplayer. Okay. I did some multiplayer in New Leaf, but it was not like the cornerstone of my experience. I'm curious to what degree is that to what to what degree is that like good in this one? I um for local co-op it was in, in ridiculously easy. I uh, I opened the gates at the little. There's a little like airport in every town now, so I uh-huh. opened the gates to allow people to arrive. And then close that Paul, shit down now, though. yeah, <laughs> nobody's gonna come in. Nobody's coming in. <laughs> wait, can, Animal, it, wait, Tom no op- gets coronavirus. <laughs> God, does opening the gates mean? Anyone you on your friends list can come? Does that mean is there like a random island button? Like I'm just gonna get on a plane, take me to another yeah. island. Yeah, there is. So you can rent to open the gates and either have it open up to everyone or open up to people that have Interesting. your code. Okay. So uh, I I opened up to everyone because there wasn't anyone else in local co-op, so they couldn't come. And uh, Paul just went to his airport in his town and was like, I want to go to this island that's on you know a switch on my Wi-Fi, and he arrived. And he could just do whatever he wanted in my town. Um, we were best friends, so he could, like, chop down a tree. Uh, we're best friends in the... Gotcha. The, it's a very oh, yes. annoying switch makes me refer to people as my best friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, Paul is a really good friend of mine. I don't know if we're that tight. I don't, I'm not trying to be presumptuous, but on our Nintendo Switch, we are best friends. So he could do just whatever he wanted in my town. He could follow me around or not. So he could just go and, like, collect my native fruit and go shopping and sell things. And it's not, like, the cornerstone of the thing. But what's really nice is that the this Animal Crossing game has sort of built for you a bunch of little sets that are really, really nice to take pictures in. They're very, very beautiful. The museum, especially. Uh, I can't show you anything or talk in detail about how you upgrade the museum per Nintendo. But okay. it... It does upgrade, and once it does, it becomes it is a incredibly detailed building. And mm. you're, I have deleted over two hundred screenshots from my Switch to take more screenshots of my oh, character wow. in different outfits in this building. Uh, and then I, when you have friends, when you have like the reactions that you can do in all these emotes, like people are just going to make comics, basically using right, of Animal Crossing. Of course, the online fandom for this is going to be just out of control the it has filters and one of the filters is named soft and that's just they know their audience very well <laughs> yeah the the camera on animal crossing new horizons is also very adorable it's i showed kato a little bit all the different yeah. things you can do with the camera and yeah it's got 
it's just going to be a game that makes you feel nice. And Nintendo did not know that there was going to be a, an outbreak of a novel coronavirus at the time that this game came out, but they couldn't have timed it better. <laughs> Is there... So I think about Patrick here, as I as I often do, as the person who <laughs> there is nothing for Patrick in past Animal or not, Patrick not believes nothing. I, I I the way the way I've distilled my reaction to Animal Crossing in the past has been uh I understand the appeal of like it's it's a game about like busy work and that like works for people's brains in a way that I it doesn't work for me. And so like rather than complaining about it, it's more like, okay, like just not really my thing. That's fine. There are lots of games that I enjoy. Animal Crossing doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be one of them. But I know that uh you know, you had mentioned at some point in our Slacks so that like, oh, maybe like there is more of a, a, a yeah. structure that like that could make it more appealing to different types of people that have not necessarily connected with Animal Crossing in the past. Yeah. So if you are a person that doesn't just like doing busy work for the sake of busy work. The game now spells out the sort of progression for you in much more mm. clear terms. So it's it, these are the parts of the game also that make the politics very sketchy. So it's gonna. This is like this is the one of the this the progression of um, mechanics here feels uh, inspired by Pocket Camp in ways that are both good and bad. Uh, so there's this new thing called Nook Miles. And Nook Miles you earn just by doing stuff around the island. So if you're not a person that's going to go and, you know, pick up all the fruit off the trees and sell them just because, you'll know that you can also get Nook Miles for selling them. Nook Miles gets you a lot of really useful things. They get you uh, rare items that you can decorate your town with, uh, recipes for things you can craft, and also a Nook Miles ticket, which will take you to sort of a randomly generated island if you use it at the airport that no one lives on. It's just like an island that you. the game says you will never return to it. You'll never see it again. So you're basically given a carte blanche to just absolutely destroy it. And you will... <laughs> you'll. It's like it feels violent. <laughs> like It feels violent to do, um, but you will need to do it because of the crafting system. So again, you get another sort of tangible reason to do all of the sort of busy work things, tasks that the game wants to do. In order to move people in, the first series of people, you need to make their furniture. So you need to have like a lot of softwood, hardwood, regular kind wood, iron, stone, clay, like all that stuff in order to do it. And your own island is not going to give you enough resources to make those things uh, rapidly, say, if you're playing this game to review it. So there would be days where I just use like four or five Nook Miles tickets and just like cut down every tree on an island and then just leave like peace, <laughs> which is like mm -hmm. did not feel really good to do. <laughs> Let me go and just like I, you don't even have to like I would be like, oh, I guess I don't need to dig up the stumps because like I'm never going to see this again. Like That's this is so not a real place. Wild. So yeah, I would just leave true? it like. It's, do we know that it's not a real place? Like, I how mean, fucking wild would it be if in three months or four months, people, st like, what if there were just a million islands, right? Let's say a million, let's say five million, like a big, a big amount of them. And then in three or four months, once people had hit, had gone through the system, they started seeing islands that had been completely strip mined and like, oh shit, it's gone. We're out of stuff. What do we do? 
I mean, that would be great. That would be like that one Metal Gear Solid fight where you see the I, ghost of everyone you kill. Or, or like it's like the Metal Gear Solid thing of everyone has to nuclear. Everyone has to de-arm in Metal Gear Solid yeah. Five. Yeah, it like, never happened, right? It never yeah. actually happened. I think the I think the only way that people saw the cutscene was to just like find it uh, dug in the code. Oh, do you not know no- the actual thing that happened on one of the platforms? Is the is the funniest shit they. There were so many nukes that the counter broke and it flipped over to zero, and everyone saw the cutscene for zero nukes. Wow. Yeah. I anyway, Hideo Kojima's Animal Crossing. That's the root. That's the root. <laughs> listen, listen, guys. It's just a rumor. It's from uh, it's it's you know from an image board, so I'm not taking it seriously. But I heard that Sony bought Animal Crossing and they're giving it to Hideo Kojima. That's what I heard. Wow. You know, Sorry, there were some I'm there were some fucking rumors this World weekend. Isabel. In Annalise, just saying, can love bloom on the battlefield. <laughs> God, does I was does that's a good Animal that Crossing was really good. That I honestly didn't put together that was an Animal Crossing noise. I was just like, someone is having a <laughs> someone's having a oh, hard time. Like, oh my god! Uh, I was like, I know, I know, Kato can produce some strange noises every once in a while, but this is a new one. <laughs> Um, the does Isabel have different outfits? Does Isabel have a sniper wolf outfit? Probably not. <laughs> she does not. Hey, what's, what's up not, with the gra- He says there's a possibility that she might. <laughs> yeah. What about the gravestone? What about okay. the gravestone? What about the gravestone? I think Who that was died? a misunderstanding. I don't know who's died. I have not found it- a dead person. I think there's that was a, a ghost, though, right? Though. Isn't there a ghost on the island? Like the third, okay. I saw this. So the most reasonable theory seemed been, like that was when you open the game late at night. There's always been a ghost you can meet that will weed your entire town for you. But don't do it this time because the weeds you can sell for money or turn into crafts. So hmm. sell some right, weeds, but keep some weeds. of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck off. I've, Everyone's uh, fucking with me everyone. today. It's I'm trying good. to be serious We didn't make it to 300. <laughs> Unfortunately, 299 was it for us. Shout out to Bowen for letting us use the track. Miss you. Uh, um, there was Otto an image, to be clear. canceled. <laughs> there was an wow. image. They put out extra, another four images of islands that were decorated in different ways. There was like a theme park island that had a very cool giant robot. Uh, There's like an archeo- archaeological dig site island there was a, a spooky island which is what we're referencing that has a very specific type of gravestone it's not just any type of gravestone it's the sort of gravestones that they have in uh new orleans that are called fuck i just had this the other day there's a specific type of headstone that you get in new orleans a ledger stone which is like a it's like where you have like a second like horizontal gravestone on top because it floods a lot and that's really gross uh, you got to keep that fucking casket down there uh, and then there was an image of uh, a wrestling ring um, just kind of showing like the breadth of creative possibilities um, uh, but you're saying the gravestone you have not unlocked the gravestone decoration yet or no one's died yeah I mean one of the two basically <laughs> one of the two. yeah um, I, I think have you been be checking in on your neighbors because- do you know I Damn. I talk to my neighbors every goddamn day. Okay. Wait, which neighbors neighbor. did you get? I gotta look up your neighbors. Who'd you get? Okay, I've got Philbert the squirrel. I've got Tabby the cat, Philbert best neighbor ever. I've Tabby got, the cat. Yes, yeah, Sil- uh, Sylvia the kangaroo. Um, That's Sylvia. I have Pietro, who's uh, Ram. I just am waiting for you to look up Pietro. Uh, and I have Savannah, who is a it's a, the giraffe type, but she's got zebra stripes. 
Wait, oh. what? Is she new? I think she might be no, new. No, I see her now. I see her now. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's she's cool. Pietro. Oh, boy. Pietro. Pietro. <laughs> Pietro. Pietro. Uh, Patrick, please just look up Pietro and I've linked it in the group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a. Yeah, hold on. I just. Okay. That's beautiful. Pietro That's is beautiful. a smug sheep villager. Like, this description is already dragging. Is Pietro smug? Why is Pietro smug? What's he smug about? What are they smug about? Pietro is uh, wearing. Uh, for, do you want? Can we paint a name? word picture? I just this. Okay, so, so in order to get new villagers, you have to uh, have a campsite, and they'll come and camp there. And the first person to show up at my campsite was Pietro. So imagine me. Uh, all excited because I'm like, I'm going to get a new villager. And then I go to the campsite and there is a clown-faced ram with <laughs> clown makeup on his face. Clown makeup on his face and like wearing a clown outfit and all of, he's clown colored and it was so scary. <laughs> I was scared of him. This is Generally, like- Pietro will get along with lazy, normal, snooty, and peppy villagers and may conflict with cranky villagers. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Pietro is like a, is like a ram clown. It looks like it looks like uh, his horns are made of ba- they're like they're balloon animals. If you told me that this whole thing was a get up and there was just another villager underneath, I would believe you. Like if you were like that's a mask. This is this is Pietro's purge outfit. I would believe you. <laughs> Um, also, also, this is Nintendo throwing dark again. The Animal Crossing wiki notes that his name is Italian and possibly comes from Pietro Aretino, uh, who is like an Italian uh, playwright from the from the uh, 15th and 16th century. Playwright, author, poet, satirist, and blackmailer who reportedly died from laughing to death. I think we find out who's going to be in that grave under that gravestone. It's going to be Pietro. He's going to tell a joke that he you laughs at what? too much. God is happening. Patrick, this. why did you Patro, Patrick, Patro, Pietro, Patrick, 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 is this someone in Pietro cosplay? Is this what you've sent me? Yes. Okay. Good. I think so. Good. You that's know, a, that's a TikTok. It, it looks like a homestuck though. And that also looks like, like a homestuck. homestuck. Yeah. These are both homestucks. Why is he so seen is my big question. That's a, you sent us seen Pietro. This is definitely mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> God, I saw him at it's, the venue last week for sure. Yeah, it's like when you when you got to go to the Get Up Kids reunion show, <laughs> you also want to bring a switch. Also, <laughs> God, um, well, uh, like I also got have a cool Cobb. I have Cobb the 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 sporty pig. He's really nice. Cobb's my second favorite after Tabby. Oh, Cobb is good. I like Cobb's glasses. That's good. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a Cobb cool, that's really a cool cute group. Glasses. Are there... I'm going to ask you some rapid fire real yes. one questions. Yes. Gyroids are back. No. Yes? No. No. Just for the bridges. Just for the... You know, just like it was in New Leaf where you, you pay gyroids to get to build bridges and stuff. Sorry. Wait, I'm also you got, sad. Wait, were they gone in New Leaf? They were gone in I'm New Leaf. I'm pretty sure they're not real. Yeah. They were not... I didn't see them outside of... You haven't uh, dug up a gyroid. Is I have the thing not. I have dug a lot of holes, and I have not dug up a gyroid. Not one single one. Damn. Okay. I know, right? And um, other other Encado, I know, is a long term fan. You could also jump in here. I just want to let you know that you can <laughs> do that. All right. Um, 
Have you? Uh, what, what fruit do you have? What's the fruit situation? Pears. Like? I got Can pears. You, I went to a Nook Miles Island and got oranges. Does that another, change the the game? Being able to go to a Nook Miles Island and just be like, boom, got them oranges, got those cherries, got whatever I need. So most islands have the same fruit as your named fruit. But I went. I've gotten to a couple of islands that are clearly like, here's a bunch of rare stuff. Like, surprise, you got lucky. Here's a bunch of rare things. And mm-hmm. I got. Um, I went to one island that was just all orange trees, and I made like twenty thousand bells that day, uh, just off of that hall. And I went to another island where they had a big pond, so you could collect a lot of the sort of uh, the the garbage you can fish up, but you can also be turned into craft. So I was able to get a lot of that and the okay. turn you know turn that over. Have I went you to hit, another uh, island where I had just a lot of minerals that I could pick up. Yeah. Okay. Have you had a special event yet, like a fishing tournament or a happy holiday something? Not yet, but every time you build a new building, you get to hold a ceremony for it. So that is yet another opportunity to take a cute picture of all of your villagers. Good, good. Um, Has anyone left your village yet? No. Okay. Good good job. Uh, Is Cap'n around at all? Haven't seen him yet. Have seen Gulliver. Gulliver is the the bird Gulliver's yeah, the, the pelican, pelican that pelican. just keeps yeah. washing up on your beach. He is washed up on my beach a couple times. Um, what is he doing? What else? Yeah, what is he I doing? don't know. He's having a bad time. <laughs> hmm. Is there a calendar? There must be a calendar that you have unlocked from the beginning. It's like, here's the day that there are fishing tournaments or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Have you met, have you done any fashion stuff yet? Have you, have you designed a, a dress? Yep. The designer is really, really good. The favorite thing about it is mirror mode, where you could just uh, have some, your whatever you're drawing be mirrored on the other yeah. side of the canvas. That's been really handy. Oh, nice. um, once the Able Sisters shop opens up, you actually have this thing in there called, you can go in a dressing room. It'll show you more stock than what is available um, just Ooh. out and about. And it'll show you every color variation, too. So that wow. has... Can you buy that stuff or is that just to show you? Can, you? you can buy that stuff. Oh, you wow. go into the dressing room and just try on things. And I now have so many clothes that I keep having to remove other things from the storage in my house. Your house is now built in storage. So when you get a wardrobe, that is only so that you can access sort of a version of the fitting room within your own home. Right. That just pulls from the clothes you have in your storage. But otherwise, the storage in your wardrobe. Uh, that is just the regular storage in your house. So I keep having to remove things from storage because I keep buying Ugh. new clothes. But why would I not buy a detective coat for my character and get them a little flat brim hat so that they're like I... Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> Perfect. How often are you... How, we already talked about it a little bit. It's in your review. We talked about it in the previous episode. How often are you like, whew... Some of this stuff politically is literally me just living out the most colonialist fantasy possible of going to supposedly uncolonized lands or un, un, you know uh, 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 uninhabited lands and just strip mining them for every last resource to build my personal little town. Like, does, it, does that hit you in a real way? I, it hits me only when I'm doing the Nook Miles thing. Okay, like mm. that is when I feel like I am doing something dirty, like actually wrong. <laughs> Do you because think you could play this game island, without doing it? Could you? Oh do yeah, it? it would just everything mm. would take a lot longer. You know, you only have like a limited amount of rocks when you show up. So if you need right. in order to uh, 
to hit the sort of first milestone, you'll need 30 of a resource you can only get from rocks. And Ooh. it's the rarest resource you can get from rocks. And you need an entire stack of them, which is 30. And when I started, before I knew about the Nuke Miles ticket, I was like, I guess by the time I write my review, I'll have 30 of these. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like really coming up for a loss. And, you know, like on your own island. Interesting. The, you, it has to be aesthetically pleasing, you know, like the, uh, the yeah. it has a, internal parameters for judging how pretty your island is. And in order for it to be aesthetically pleasing, you can't cut down all the trees. Like it will judge, the game will say like a, a place that doesn't have trees in it is not pretty according to the parameters Interesting. of the game. Interesting. So it's okay so to you, go to other places and make them ugly because <laughs> who cares? They're not where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. It feels weird. It feels really, really weird. That's it really super it, like, interesting. It's the only time the game feels weird, and I feel it feels like the Pocket Camp influence. Like it feels like they hooked onto a mechanic that worked well in Pocket Camp because right. there are similar things there. Where if you do certain things a number of times, you get like a small daily reward. They have little quests, daily quests you can do every day, and this is essentially the same mechanic, but encouraging you to, to do things in the game. And there, it isn't like you can pay money to make the the timers go down. You can't. Like, if they say, okay, check back tomorrow, you have to come tomorrow. Like, there's no way to skip past that. Right. But it, it by using this sort of, this Nook Miles mechanic that has so much in common with, like, scummy, like, you know, iPhone game stuff, it, it, it just gets weird. It just feels weird. It feels like uh, so much of the game when you're on the island is about respecting where you are, just making it beautiful, whatever beautiful means to you. A lot of the time that means planting a lot of flowers and planting more trees and more growth and like talking to the people that currently live there with you, building a community, you know, out of building a neighborhood out of just what is a couple of people. And that feels wholesome. And like, that feels like politically more aligned with how I feel about community. But then it's just like, okay, now go to an, an island and strip mine it, come back. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, I had a question about. So you said that in, in, is it instead of your home, the whole island gets uh, raided, or do you are those separate? Do they still? Have- is like is it like Happy Island, whatever? Hap- what's it called? Happy Home Society? Happy? Right. Oh no, it's just like you know when um you could ask Isabel in New Leaf like oh, if the town oh, was pretty or not. Right, yeah. right, right, gotcha. right. I've right. gotten uh, I've I've surpassed the thirty thousand points mark in Happy Home. The Happy Home Academy. Okay, so, good. Nice. Congrats yeah. on that. My house is uh, really cute. Um, uh, I've was, taken so um, many screenshots. Also, a question with house. you can put you can put like furniture and stuff outside now, right? Um, only certain items. Okay, mm. that was what I was wondering because like there used to be the in in New Leaf there was that whole like you if you wanted to build like a lamp post it was like a whole to do like a different thing yeah. other than like the regular no, furniture stuff or is this you can like, exchange Nook Miles for a lamp post now. Okay. Have a lamppost. Nice. Uh, Here's here's an important question. Would you say it would be an improvement if they added the ability for you to make your own villager to play as who is not a human? Could I be an animal person in the next Animal Crossing? Not this new (laughs) one, but would you say, hypothetically, if I could design a clown sheep and be like, this is me, and then roll into your town? Like, what if it was like, beep, beep. 
Argyle's Argyle's the name I use in Animal Crossing. Argyle's arriving to your town, and you're like, oh, cool, that's Austin. I know Austin uses the name Argyle. And you go to like the well, in this. I said beep beep. So I guess in the next Animal Crossing, in my mind, it's a bus dropping me off or whatever. Uh-huh. I thank the bus driver. Always thank the bus driver. Okay. I get off the bus, and then it's me, <laughs> but I'm like a clown. And like uh, I, this is I'm just gonna say what came to my mind: a triceratops, like a triceratops clown. Uh, right. Would that right. be an but a villager, a triceratops clown villager? Would that be an improvement on New Horizons or nah? <laughs> In this specific circumstance, I'm gonna say no. But mm. <laughs> I mean, my other reasons for that is that now the game gives you like an incredible amount of control over what your villager looks like. You essentially can go back to create a character at any time as long as you have a mirror. So you can radically so alter good. what your character looks That's like. Good. That's you can, perfect. No, yeah. you can change everything. You can change the eye shape, the mouth shape, nose shape, change the skin tone. You could use uh, this is a victory. The, what this used is to be it. the boy and girl hairstyles now just now available to everybody. And they have I know some good ones, yeah. It's not I know that I cannot in good like I I cannot take the credit. This is not what it is. It's not what it is. Uh. But <laughs> I am very. He says as he sets up something <laughs> where he is like the person who's not taking no. credit doesn't set up a thing where they say I'm not taking. Cre- <laughs> I'm not racist. Why? Well, this is the opposite. What I the thing the response when I so I, for people who have no idea one of the pieces that like led me to get game writing or game criticism jobs was a piece that I wrote on my own blog about Animal Crossing and skin color and in the previous game in New Leaf to be a per- to, to look like a character of color what you really were was a tanned white person or a sunburnt white person and to do that you had to like repeatedly go out in the sun in the game either just outside in the summer or to the island in the fall or winter um, because it was not it was not hot enough or bright enough to actually get a tan on your own tower in your own like in your own animal crossing uh, village uh and so that was like a big piece that i wrote and the response actually was yes like from people i've also been waving this flag for years but it sounded like no one listened um and what i do know from talking to people who've talked to people at nintendo is that they heard that from a lot of people in that after that last game came out because it was such a big deal because so many people who saw in that in that uh, not just in the the specific game, but across the genre. Like the the thing about this type of game is customization. It's about expression. It's about like I'm going to design my house. I'm going to design my T-shirt. But you can't design your character. Right? I can make a T-shirt that looks like the T-shirt I'm wearing, but I can't make a character that looks like me. I can't give them the skin color I have or anything like the hair that I have. And so I'm so like. It was worth engaging on this issue, even if all I did was make conversation that was already there a lot louder. Um, it was worth my whole career. If I even pushed this rock a little tiny, tiny bit, I am happy to have wasted the last eight years of my life in this in this fucking industry uh, because I'm going to get that fucking game and give myself like actual black hair and have skin color that I don't have to worry about. I don't have to like literally bake in an extra 30 minutes of my game every day to maintain my skin color yeah. is very exciting to me. And Gita, you've said the hair yeah. is good. The hair is good. I wish they had more curly feminine hairstyles, but sure. Always they have really, really, really good dreads and really a really good fade for, for yes. dudes, which like it, it looks really, really, really great. And the hat chops for the dreads hairstyle also is really good. I'm Ooh. sorry, that's a Sims term hat chops is when you put a hat on and yeah, you see yeah, what yeah. kind and of it hair does comes like the yeah. pops out the yeah uh-huh i got yeah, you it's really um, really great this is important because i just read on twitter that idris elba has been tested positive for covid19 but now 
We can send Idris Elba a copy of Animal Crossing. He can make himself in the game. I don't have to tell him what his tanning <laughs> regimen has to be. I can just he can and he can come wow. over to my island whenever he wants to. That's I'm just gonna yeah. Idris, come hang out with me. I got yeah. There's a pop star tabby. You'd love her. See, see. Are there any other final Animal Crossing thoughts or things? Any any other big tips for people who are about to start playing this game later this week? I've got some good tips. Got some good solid tips. One is okay. the Nook Miles thing. Just like accept that you're going to do it at some point because you need a 30 stack of wood and it, the wood is very difficult to get. You always get hardwood or softwood when you cut down a tree. So you will have to go to an island and strip an entire island to get 30 pieces of wood. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's going to feel weird, mm-hmm. but you have to do it. Um, another is, yeah, you can upgrade from a tent using Nook Miles and I would recommend doing that quickly. Um you can, uh, once you, what I do every day, and I've earned a lot of bells this way, is just go and fill up my entire inventory, like digging up fossils, fishing, and uh, catching bugs. Uh, uh-huh. Just like do that in the morning, but go to the, uh, the, the museum first, because now um, blathers can take more than one donation at a time or more than assess more than one oh. fossil at a time. Mm. And it's very, very e- – and you can also do that when you're selling stuff now. You don't have to sell in each individual thing. You can sell everything in your inventory. Just give it all to the Timmy and Tommy at once. So it's really, really easy to sell things you meant to donate. So just go to the museum first and assess everything and donate all of the fish and insects in your th- in your uh, inventory and then sell the remainder because I think there's a couple of things that are really common that I still don't have in my museum because I went to the store first and sold them and now I don't remember whether or not I donated them oh, so that's annoying yeah that's really good and don't worry about the first set of tools you'll be able to upgrade to the next set of tools quickly um, it's just if you're playing on a switch that's being used by multiple people the second person who doesn't get those DIY tutorial like uh, recipes from events with Tom Nook, they'll have to buy them from Timmy and Tommy. Oh, that so, blows. Wait, so yeah. if you're the second player on the same Switch, you're not getting the tutorialization or the like the opening quest stuff? You'll get the opening quest because that's okay. just like a discreet thing that uh, you'll sort of like get a good half hour of, of teaching you the controls that is like separated from the rest of the game. It's like, oh, okay. you've just arrived on the island. Here, me, I'm showing you around. I'm Tom Nook showing you around. Here's all the stuff you can do. Right. Um, but you don't get the sort of gradual like, okay, well, now you can cra- uh, craft sturdier tools or here's how you customize furniture and stuff. You you won't get that. You will have to learn that part on your own or from the player that you're playing with. Um, so just... Be aware of that also. Oh, and rocks do grow back if you decide to destroy them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's my last okay. tip. Um, I think that uh, that's it for animal. Go ahead, Kato. Kato has I just more. Have one last question because you brought up uh, customizing furniture. How does that work? The Columbo of Animal Crossing. I'm just, just one, one more thing. One more thing. thing. One more thing. So when you go to the DIY table, which yeah. I have a DIY table that's a little stump that sits outside my house. It's very cute. Um, oh. You will have the option after Tom Nook gives you a tutorial on how to customize, you'll have an option to, he'll give you 50 customization kits. And those are the things you use to customize your furniture. Not all, all furniture can be customized. Most of the stuff you DIY can be customized. And some of the things you can buy in stores can be customized, but it's not 100% in either category. Mm. Um, but 
you can you actually like you have some, some degree of control over it it's sort of nice that sometimes for like stuff like beds you can change the comforter to be a design that you designed um uh, that yeah. kind of thing it's really cute yeah, cool. yeah it's really sweet awesome. so um it's really fun i have a lot of fun doing it awesome i'm excited to play nice. i cannot yeah. fucking wait i'm Pub release visit. it now Ella Island. nintendo i can't wait nintendo let me in <laughs> <laughs> Shaking All the I'm thing. thinking about is that Obama <laughs> meme that's like Obama RP and he's like, uh, I'll do anything, anything, then perish. Yes. But it's Nintendo with releasing Animal Crossing early. They're they're yeah, making me perish, unfortunately. Uh all right, we're gonna take a break, we're gonna come back and talk about some more games. Uh maybe maybe look at some questions, depending on what we what how much time we got going on here. Uh we'll be right back. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, we are back. Patrick, you are playing a bunch of stuff you can't talk about. Correct. You're also playing an <laughs> iOS game, which you can talk about. I can. Uh, I don't. I was uh, scrolling through my phone uh, and like cleaning up apps. I get like every like I don't know every couple of months I get neurotic about like why do I just have all this garbage and so I'll clean it up and yeah, make new yeah. folders and stuff. And um, this game Archero, which I want to say Ben at Giant Bomb. I want to credit. That is him. correct. I'm that just going correct. to that credit. Is correct. Am I correct? That is I want to say he said that in a Discord at one point. Yes. Um. Uh, I want to say, but I didn't. Re- I don't listen to. The, I don't listen to. Okay, well, I listen, giant bomb. So I don't listen to any of game podcasts. Right. Then maybe you're wrong. Maybe no. I, he mentioned. I think he mentioned it in the Discord. That but the, if, you, if yes. you're saying he talked about it on the podcast, you can confirm that that I'm pulling that fact. Ah, uh, uh, you. I figured it out. Brain. Here's what it is. Will Smith said, "Thanks for recommending Archero to Ben," ah. and that is that's the jump. That's the connect. Okay. All right. So okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um. I was like, "Oh, what's that?" I'll uh, actually, no. Ben it. did add uh-huh. it has Archero has no right being as good as it is with how free to play mobile game it looks. Yes, uh, which is accurate. Um, yep. Archero is a uh, action game where, oh boy, it gives off a bad vibe at the start, which is that it's just a big analog stick at the bottom, which is not what you want to see. That's just I don't love that. Um, now, granted, you can put your finger all over it, so it's just it's just there. I think to like kind of instruct you know, somewhat unfamiliar with like the Mobile controls games. that like yeah, this sure, is where you sure. can start. Um, but the way it works is uh, it, uh, you have this, uh, it's a top down and you, you're in these little arenas. Um, and when you move the character, there's no, no button except to move. Um, you just, you just are only move the character. And when they stop moving, they fire their weapon. And ah. so there are uh, enemies huh. all over the screen. And so you run around, you stop and then they fire. And we're like where they're, um, 
uh, uh, what direction you stop them in is where they're generally going to to shoot. And so, like, they, you know, you don't have to line it up perfectly. There is an auto-aim uh, sort of assist happening. Oh, interesting. But, like, okay. that, that is sort of the, uh, like, baseline. That's the that's the game. It's like, cool, come into this arena, run around, stop, take some pot shots, and you're, you know, you're doing a typical sort of, like, free-to-play game thing where uh, you're filling a level meter, which gives you upgrades. You can, uh, you have, like, diamonds that give you an extra life and you can you know purchase more of those but i've only played like two hours um but it's a really gratifying mechanic like just on a a, like a basic level like it's incredibly satisfying to just like run around stop have your character do an auto shoot and then like go back to doing your thing and you're stacking things like uh, you know, like freeze. Uh, on, you can stack a bunch of things on your arrows. Like at one point, I had like bleed, freeze, burn, and electricity all on the same arrow. So it's like yeah. causing all these like wild status effects um, on the enemies that I'm I'm encountering as I'm going from arena to arena. Um, you know, and it's got uh, you know uh, things you see in these sort of like roguelike roguelite type games. Like uh, you can encounter the devil, and it's like, hey, you can either. In, uh, decrease your health by 200 points but I'll you know you can fire two arrows at once and so um yeah I've made it through the first world and I've found it to be uh I, I would I would echo the notion that like it it works remarkably it works well and the like free-to-play trappings don't feel like maybe it's a trick maybe that like really becomes like tough as it you know like scales in in worlds later where you're gonna feel inclined to pay but um it's like for almost- a game that's bullet heli in places which is yeah really cool yeah abs- yeah oh 100 like you like because a lot of the enemies you're dealing with uh a lot of what you're like studying is really less about your character's actions and more like trying to understand the behavior of the enemy so it's like um let's say you'll be you'll jump into an arena where there are four bats and two skeletons who throw bombs and so the way the bats work are they kind of like pause and then move so it's like you'll want to bait them so it's like hey like stand in a place Know that they've locked onto you, then move. And then at the same time, you're tracking the skeletons who are throwing area of effect bombs. And right. so like that, it becomes like you're dealing with a flow of enemies in relation to what sort of attacks you can set up. And then that also like plays into whether you have, um, yeah, like if you have like freeze stuff, it's like, okay, well, maybe I want to like freeze the bigger enemies or the bomb enemies, and then I'm going to work on trying to attack um, the smaller ones. It's, right. yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I don't have like a ton to say about it, except like it's just a fun game, and I rec- Go try recommend it. folks checking checking it out. Yeah, I um, put more time uh, on that on that same note uh, into Round Guard, which we talked about on, which is now on Apple Arcade. Actually, it is, which, which is actually <laughs> that's irony. a good that's a good get. That is yes. a good get for yes. for that service. I've not seen it on phones yet. I just played it on Switch, so I don't know how it translates. I bet it's fine. Um, there's like some small stuff on the screen sometimes that I would prefer to see just on a regular TV. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I ran a game with the wizard um, who has really cool abilities uh, and uh, but is also kind of squishy. And I got I got to the third world of that. What of, are the abilities? Um, so a lot of her stuff. I mean, so obviously the changes over the course of play. Uh, right. But she starts with a like a lightning attack where there's two like lightning bugs crawling up and down the side of the screen constantly hmm. uh and the you as if you were in wherever you are draw a line to them um okay. and th- everything in between the two will get shock damaged uh Ooh. which is really cool then the 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 stuff that ended up being like my build was um she could summon a frog which uh-huh. would shoot out the opposite direction that you were going and propel you the other way so 
the end would hit things and anything it hit would be hit as if it was you. So it's like shooting ah. a clone the opposite direction of you. It's like a multi-ball and pinball or something, right? right? Um, and you end up bouncing the other way. So if you're about to hit the bottom or if you see that you're, oh, if I could bounce back the other way, I can I can hit this enemy or I can go down this other path. As a reminder, this is like a Peggle RPG for people who forgot what we're talking about. It's like pachinko, but an RPG. Uh, so that was one. The other thing was summoning wisps. Um, and those were like, um, you know, in games, sometimes you like, uh, like Mega Man 2's leaf shield where like, mm-hmm. oh, three things will circle you. That was that. That's like that, except they're like glowing wisps and you can summon up to like 12. So it's like a spinning super shield and each one of them hits and hits an enemy and does damage. Uh, and Ooh. so I would just like get into this great hover mode of just slamming these wisps into the same enemy over and over again and bouncing up with the frogs. <laughs> And I had a piece of armor on, and this is the this is it. Like the shit I'm talking about is why this game is dope. Um, I had on a piece of armor that meant for every pot I hit, the the levels are basically like all of the little things that you're bouncing off of are like here's a potion or whatever. But also there's just like gold pots, like treasure pots, like like ceramic vases. For each one I hit, I got like three or four mana back. So I was just able to like just chain this indefinitely as the frogs bounced around, broke the ceramic vases open gave me more mana to spin up more wisps. And it was like this, such a good feeling. And then I hit a level and it was just like, I got, um, I fucked up. I traded like, uh, I had a, I had a really good, like a uh, piece of armor that just negated all um, status effects. Uh, but I got greedy and there was another one that gave me some other, like more aggressive ability. And I picked up that armor instead. And I immediately went to a level and got like poisoned and bleed had bleed uh, <laughs> effects on me was like all the shit i'd been ignoring the whole game which is dead uh-huh. just like bad run bad run dead uh, <laughs> but i had a really good time with it that's a it's a really fun game i think i think apple arcade is probably like it is it feels good in that sort of short burst play and so i can imagine doing really well on on phones for sure uh, that's called round guard which we kept forgetting last time um, also I I, i'm I, gonna say uh, Having put another few hours into it, I don't mind the aesthetic as much. I think playing as the cutesy wizard felt made it feel better than playing as like the gruff warrior who just feels like jokey in a weird way. Whereas like yeah. the the cute wizard girl is like, you know what? This this feel like that. Yeah, that is a cool outfit for her. None of the warrior shit looked good because I don't like the <laughs> character design at all. Um, but you know what? At one point, I got a staff. At one point, I was shooting frogs all over the place, and I had a staff with a frog on it. That looked cool, you know. Um, so that game is good. I'm I'm, I'm happy with Round Guard. Um, anything else you want to shout out? I want to shout out uh, Universal Pictures deciding to release The Invisible Man this Friday for twenty dollars. I will happily pay wow. you twenty dollars to watch that movie 20. now that movie God. theaters Absolutely. are shutting down. Two zero dollars. Wow. That's oh, dude. I would pay. Um, 80 bucks like to just watch like wow. a movie like like because you think about it when i'm paying for dinner babysitter like is one, like two tickets like sure. on a friday night like it is i would pay astronomical amount i would pay more than 80 dollars to like watch a marvel movie like they're not gonna do that and yeah. i do like going out but i'm just excited because i've heard that movie is uh fantastic and they're releasing that and the hunt which looked terrible the hunt looks also, terrible um yeah. <laughs> I, the hunt does look terrible. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we deserve better. <laughs> um, <laughs> we deserve better, and Disney decided that better was Rise of Rise of Skywalker, and that's what's now also available. <sighs> no, I will not. I will not uh, watch Rise of Skywalker again. You There's say, apparently no, like say. a four day unless free it's trial content. of the Criterion yeah. 
channel. I did see that. Yes. I so wait. four day. <laughs> I just like three or four day or something okay, like that. Okay. I thought you said yeah. forty. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, that would be tight. That'd be tight. Uh, I was planning on signing up for the Criterion channel anyway. So this feels like a great time to watch a lot of samurai movies. Yes. And just in general, Criterion has has some really fucking fantastic stuff. So that's a good one. Um, Wow. Uh, NBC Universal breaks theatrical window and make movies available on demand immediately. It's like this new Trolls movie that's coming out, which we've been had been hyping up to my daughter and then have quietly just pretended it doesn't exist (laughs) she loves one of her favorite things to do is to open up the the uh the the, we'll open up the trailers app on the apple tv and we'll just open the kids section and just watch because they're so you know it's like two and a half minutes and so like you can just watch a bunch of different things like watching little short films to her and she but she when she was like between one and two like trolls was like her thing it was her favorite thing in the world and so the movie was coming out we were talking about going to it because we don't go to the movie theater with her all that often and so we just quietly not gone to the trailer section so she'll remember it exists but now trolls world tour which is supposed to come out in like two two or three weeks they're just if they said if theaters are open it'll play there in the capacity that it can but otherwise it'll just come out the same day uh on demand so wow um, do you think we come back from this in terms of one of the things that happens, you just can't, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? You can't put yes, the TV you can. back in the Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I was going to say, like, you'd be Black surprised Widow is not, like, you, well, I'm curious well, no, it's to more, see. It's more than, like, Black Widow is not coming out on right. on demand. Like, that but, movie is going to make a billion dollars. But, like, I do think, like, there are certain shifts that will. That, I'm curious. That's what I'm trying to raise. Like, which shifts do you think will stick around and which ones won't? Or to what degree will they then? I, I was talking to people today about the. Fucking, y'all saw that Mitt Romney is now out here waving the UBI plan flag. He's saying a thousand bucks a month, blah, 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 blah. And the thing for me is like, even if, even in the world in which Mitt Romney today supported a UBI plan that everyone on this call could get behind, even if he was like, you know what, I've had a change of heart. We're going to do a UBI plan that has protections against landlords raising your your income. It doesn't take away from other social welfare programs. Da, 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 da. You know, there's the means test on it. There's no means test on it, uh, blah, blah, blah. I suspect that in a year or two, when we are firmly out of the, the realm of the coronavirus, what would end up happening would be like, well, now we need a more uh, a more responsible version of that plan that only applies to to citizens, that only applies to people applies to people who are making X dollars and da 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 da, da um, who are who are looking for a job. It's part of a da da da. Like all of that stuff will come onto those sorts of programs. Um, but I think that happens not only in in Republican uh, social aid programs, but also in things like this, where like work from home. Well, do you think that in a year, work from home stuff will still? Do you think? To what degree will businesses be able to pull back uh, employees back to a five-day work week in white-collar offices? Or do you think that this is like a sea, a sea change for work from home? Hmm. Hmm. I, I'm I very curious like to see this Some show. companies are going to realize that this is cheaper mm. for, for some offices. For I overhead, for, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because not having to rent an office is everything if everything works as smoothly. And that comes with it's upsides and it's downsides. I like. I think I'm more productive in an office personally, yeah. um, because I offices are for work. At home, my bed's right, like literally right I there. I saw it. There's a cat on it. Yeah. What am I supposed to do sometimes? <laughs> you know, she screams at me every time I don't pay attention to her. What am I supposed to do? Uh, <laughs> I just want to treat her well. Um, 
But at the office, you know, that's the place where work happens, and I, I'm a little bit better at getting in the zone about work there. But, yeah. you know, I mean, at my last job, they made the argument that our office in uh, over by Union Square was costing them more money than it was worth and made us move to Times Square, which, I mean, I didn't love it, but it it costs less money and it's hard to argue with that. Rent's mm-hmm. expensive. Rent's expensive. Um, yeah, I'm curious about that. I'm curious about uh, things like changing the release window on, on films, like kids' movies especially. Like th- That's a thing that theaters would hate it, right? Theaters would hate the idea of the next Trolls movie or what's that new, the new Despicable Me prequel. Imagine if that film yeah. comes out you know, a week even after theater release. I think theaters would be pissed. But also, I, I do wonder if there's a certain expectation that gets put in place eventually, you know? I mean, yeah. because like, I feel like the issue with that, though, is that they studios still get a cut from ticket sales. So, like, they right. want to be able to sell you the thing twice. They're going to go back right. to trying to True. sell you the thing twice. True. Um, also, kids' memories are pretty short, so you have to remind them with the DVD release that the thing exists for merchandising later also. Right, you get that second bump. That's yeah. true. That's true. This is also why we're not getting Animal Crossing early, right? Is because right. all of the retail stores would lose their shit if Nintendo was like, "Well, actually, we changed our minds a week early. We're letting people just download this game." <laughs> Contra- yeah. Contractually, they may not be, yes. uh, you know, yes. in a position yes. to even make that shift. And yeah, it, it would it would inevitably, you know, impact the relationships going forward because you know who, the, yeah, there are movies that would make more maybe make more sense like going on demand, but there are companies who are, uh, you know, uh, this doesn't apply to Disney is one of them. Nintendo is one of them. Like they kind of exist outside the normal app or apparatus. Right. Um, so they are not going to be um, bullied by consumers ever. <laughs> we are never no, going to make no. a request. <laughs> uh, well, and, and it's one of the stories I've been digging into is, you know, kind of trying to wrap my head around with this, like, whole moment means for game development um yeah. it includes a lot of really tricky uh production issues um uh, i already asked people to send me tips on something but this is also an active story i'm working on i was like if you are a qa person or if you work in qa or know people that work in qa um or more broadly just contract work um i am curious how that is being handled qa is um specifically difficult for this current environment because they are often contractors who are not legally allowed to bring home a dev kit. Um, right. So um, when you think about games like Wink, Wink, Nudge, Nudge, Last of Us Part Two, um, games that are going through a lot of QA at this moment, um, it is it, – it, it's a challenge. It's a logistical challenge, and it's, it's not something that um, even like companies like Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo with how they loan out hardware have like – they aren't like the contracts aren't structured under the notion that there's going to be mass work from home. And so, you know, I've been quietly hearing people already starting to groan about how, you know, PS5 and Xbox One dev kits are being handled. And maybe that stuff will get sorted out, you know, because it's an unprecedented moment. But, um, you know, I've heard from a lot of developers who are who are hopeful that, you know, game development has is so much of an office culture thing mm-hmm. that there would be a hope that, hey, if we can find, even if this is kind of a semi disaster as they figure out how to do it, um, maybe you come out the other end and realizing, oh, actually, we can be more flexible. Oh, actually, we could hire someone from Kentucky and they could just work there and not have to come all the way to Santa Monica um, necessarily. Um, but even just the logistical things like, um, 
like when the one of the last things that happens in game development is uh compression um in order to make files like yes file games are really big now they're um, often over, you know, like 100 gigabytes, but they're, they are traditionally much, much larger than that during the development process um, because all that stuff happens at the very end once you know exactly what you're working with. And so what do you do when you have hundreds or thousands of workers trying to pull terabytes of data like to and from? Like it's just it's yeah. currently causing like a lot of problems and especially if you're working on next-gen stuff where the assets are um, – all like built for like uncompressed 4K. It's just, yeah, it has sounded like there's a lot of things, you know, like a lot of developers are trying to get into a place where like people are all work from home except for like mission critical and like mission critical, like it seems like a mixture between like QA people and IT people because you like just people's home internet and like right. even work internet is not built for like the, you know, what what's what's currently the, the kind of stress it's undergoing. Well, and that's on top of, you know, QA already being the most marginalized of of kind of game dev. Yeah, job good on EA group, for saying right? they are outright paying for, for like they don't have a way to do outsource like work from home QA, but they're paying while they figure out their plan. They are because they want they want they're going to figure out a way to do work from home QA. Um, they're paying people. I mean, like that's like the base minimum. I don't mean to like go too far. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But like, You're given, not like woo. It's not woo. It's more like, yeah, you should do that. And yeah. so I at least want to note that like there is a company being responsible right. to, to, to a certain degree, and I wish more of them uh, existed. For that matter, more uh, ISPs should lift data caps also. Yeah, what, eight, I think Motherboard reported AT&T is doing that. and Comcast, um, I want to say, maybe also. I saw that Comcast was like they're going to uh, not charge it? people or lower the cost for yeah. low-income internet. Almost like you could just do that shit all the time. Uh-huh. Um, the lesson. The what are we lesson. doing charging people for low-income internet anyway? Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, hmm, maybe this industry is a utility and should be nationalized <laughs> moments <laughs> happening right now. Um, uh, I do want to, uh, while we're on the uh, topic of, of, of apocalyptic living and games, uh, I, I've been playing uh, um, State of Decay 2. Uh, again, because Save uh-huh. 2 just hit Steam uh, and got a re-release, the Juggernaut edition, which has like a bunch of new features, um, including like an entirely new lighting model, um, a new map. There's like a new kind of Pacific Northwest map that has a lot of really cool elevation elements. People don't remember uh, Save Decay and Save Decay 2 are like action sim, like city builder, or not city builder, but like survival uh, camp builders. Where you're, you play uh, as a community that kind of goes out into the world and um, uh, tries to scavenge enough stuff to survive and bring it back to base and build out, you know, build out, uh, you know, an infirmary or build, you know, uh, convert a, uh, a roadside diner into your new your new headquarters. Um, and that game still has most of the problems it had when it launched, which is to say, if you didn't like that game at all when it came out, like if you were Rob Zachney, you're probably still not going to like Juggernaut edition of State of Decay 2. Um, <laughs> but for someone like me who didn't play any of the DLC, but who had a good time with it when it came out, having a new map to play is really cool. Um, and a lot of the new stuff uh, is really neat. Like there's a there's some new like melee combat stuff um, um, that I've seen a little bit of. Uh, I've I've been I immediately had like the thing I want, which is a funny scenario. I, my my starting like crew because all the characters are proc gen. Uh, my starting crew uh, of my new my first like new real playthrough was a uh, a God I'm trying to remember someone who wrote fan fiction 
uh, hmm. uh, someone who was a Hollywood stunt actor or actress, and someone who was a Shakespearean uh, actor. And in my mind, that group of people is incredible because yeah. you get the fanfic writer being like, don't worry, I got something for us to do. I wrote us a new script. Like, <laughs> you're both actors. We can bring this together. Um, and immediately had the thing that I like in that game, which is uh, kind of emergent gameplay stuff, moments where I'm... It, you know what it is? It's like, it's it's kind of a much jankier version of... Um, or jankier and and also ambitious in a different way version of Death Stranding um, because it's a lot of okay I'm gonna look at a map and decide I have to go to a place how do I get there safely how do I get back how much stuff do I bring how much carrying capacity do I want to bring back with me so I had a moment where um, you know the, the map is it's a modern day apocalyptic you know zombie setting thing and so uh, I I was staying at kind of um. A ranger camp type. It was, like, it was like a fire watch tower, basically, like kind of an outpost built around a fire watch tower. And I got a call on the radio from another group that I hadn't met yet that was like, hey, we really need help from anyone who's out there. Please send someone to help. And so I loaded up my like best combat character into a, into a pickup truck, drove halfway across the map uh, to, to find that these people had moved into this part of the town that was being gentrified, or the part of this like county that was being gentrified. Uh, I know it was being gentrified because it was called... Um, View Vista or Vista View, which is the most like goofy white people <laughs> are going to turn a place into into condos uh, name you could ever imagine. Um, and they were living out of a fucking unfinished home. And I don't mean like the drywall wasn't painted. I mean, it was the frame of a house. It's like, yeah, motherfucker. Also, there was like a plague house across the street, literally across the street on the map, which is the big red blotch of blood because it was where the zombies are, are like coming from. It's like, don't live there asshole so i save them and i'm like okay i killed all these zombies maybe i can go kill out like maybe i can go across the street and deal with the heart the plague heart that's inside the this this other unfinished house and i go in and i start to like attack it and of course there are more zombies around than i thought there were and so i had to like cut and run and like get in my pickup truck and the pickup truck starts sparking because it's been hit so many times the door gets pulled off by a giant zombie i'm like trying to just like get back home the I had like no gas i end up trying to stop at a at like a, a roadside um diner to try to like see if there's any gasoline They're like that that story is so fun and good for me that sort of like emergent uh like uh, here's the story that i told about my little adventure is the stuff that i love um and and it still does that stuff really well uh it just also still doesn't have i think the the kind of polish or guidance that I think a lot of players would need to to have a good time with it. There's a better tutorial up top than there was um, in in at launch, uh, but and it's cool to have it on Steam. It's cool to have it on Steam instead of just on the Microsoft Game Store or whatever. Um, right. But it's hard for me to be like go buy it on Steam instead of just get Game Pass, where that's just going to be a better. All these updates hit that version too. Just get Game Pass, you know. Um, if you're playing on PC or on you Xbox One, there's no reason for DLC. Is that all uh, I guess the DLC. I I don't think so. I think the DLCs were free to begin with. On okay. on that was the whole thing. Is they that developer Undead Labs kind of came out and said, um, "Hey, being on Game Pass gave us the resources and the audience that we would have needed to justify doing DLC." Um, so that is. Cool IMO. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, worth worth checking out if that's something you liked and and need an excuse to go back to. Um, other than yes. that, kind of that and Round Guard was my week. Kato, do you have anything yeah. you wanna you wanna talk about before we wrap up? Uh, totally. I have this uh, short game that I want to point people towards. It's not out yet, but 
uh, you can look it up on Steam and Itch called uh, A Monster's Expedition Through Human Exhibitions. It's Great. this uh, very cute and very, uh, like, I really love the aesthetic of it. This um, puzzle game where you're on uh, a series of islands. And in order to move from one island to the other, you have to push a tree over to make a little bridge. Um, but once you push the once you like push the tree over from wherever it is on the island, you can you know push it on its long ways and it'll roll, but it won't stop unless it hits something. So mm. uh, the puzzle is that you you're basically maneuvering this to the right spot in order to get to the next island. But on each island, there's also um, different uh, islands have these little. Uh, uh like museum exhibitions about human things from the perspective of monsters so it's just like a very funny like there's like a pedestal with a pedestal on it that describes pedestals uh things like that um and it's it's just very good when you there's a there's a there's a bit where if you push up against like the edge of any of the island you can just take a seat and if you sit there long enough like the 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 cameras like kind of slowly zooms out and you get like a wider view which has actually been helpful for like looking at the puzzles sometimes a little bit but it's also just like a really calm and chill uh game that i think is perfect for this time where everything is uh a little intense so um another one to look out for it doesn't have a specific date yet but um, it's called a monster's expedition yeah that you can probably find it that way easiest so the whole name is very long. I don't think they have it listed under the whole name. It's like it has like a Sokoban vibe, but like maybe a little less like brain. It's the same hurting. developer as Sokoban. Oh well, Sokoban is a Sokoban is like a is like a genre more than a single. Oh, sorry. Game. Is there a is there a their 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 first game is called Sokoban. Okay. Oh, yeah. Bond. Gotcha. 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 Bond. Yes. Yes. Right. Soko yes. Soko Bond. Uh, S-O-K-O-B-A-N is Japanese uh, for, I think it's Japanese, I think it's Japanese, uh, for a warehouse, like, warehouse manager or something like that. It's like any of those box-pushing games that you ever right. see. Right. That genre is Sokoban. Um, yes, is, this is definitely is, that sort of, yeah. like. But this seems a lot stuff. chiller than that because it's I don't very... know you're pushing a log over and that's good. Yeah. Log Horizon. We found it. We found <laughs> the real Log Horizon. Those logs. Uh. Yes. Um, all right, let's take a quick, quick, quick dip in the question bucket before we wrap up, because we didn't have too much to talk about today. Uh, if you have a question, you can send it to gamingadvice.com. Uh, this one comes in from Lincoln, who says, Hi, Waypoint. Question about each of your writing processes. And I'm really curious about this with you, Gita, given uh, you're talking about Animal Crossing today. When you're writing a piece about a game, how fully formed are your thoughts and opinions about that game when you actually start putting words down on a page? Do you tend to finish writing feeling the same about the game as when you started, or do you find that the act of writing itself surfaces feelings you weren't conscious of, uh, fully conscious of? Does it kind of depend on the piece? Thanks. Stay healthy. Lincoln. So you wanted to hear from me. So my writing process is weird um, when I'm writing about (laughs) games. Uh, Usually what happens is I'll dive into the game. If I know that I'm going to play something for review, I try not to look at any of the hype stuff for it. I want to discover the game organically because I imagine that there are people that are going to be reading this review that are also not the people that were hyped up for the game and maybe don't know anything about it. So I feel like I want to have an experience that is not based on advertising. Uh, and then from there, I try to just play one until I have a strong understanding of the mechanics 
and chew until I have a strong opinion about it. Some games will not give you a strong opinion, and that becomes the opinion. Uh, my roommate has just gotten pod tie. <laughs> That's great. Okay. That's great news. Um, <laughs> I like that will become the opinion. I wrote the review of Rage 2 after playing it for a long time, where I was like, oh, this is a... Uh, one of the blandest things I've played, which is really a shame because I want a shooty gun game very bad. Um, and like my review ended up being about that experience. Or I try to write until I have like an experience that I feel like illustrates my like what playing the game was like. Yeah. Um, for a little, for for a bit with Animal Crossing, it was that experience that opens up that review, which was my boyfriend watching me play Animal Crossing and then feeling like the island was alive because he kept describing it as like, it's always raining when you, whenever you're on Ella, you know, whenever you're on the island, it's always raining. And I was just like, okay, this is the point of the game for this to feel like a discreet place that is the place where you can visit that is not quite reality, but can become a little world for you uh, when you need it. And that ended up being like the crux of my review. So I feel like, like as the, you will find a take. You know, the takes come will come to you as long as you engage the game in good faith and try to try to see what it is trying to give you, like in in all honesty. And mm-hmm. it's difficult to explain, but if you play a game for ten hours straight, you will eventually have a strong opinion on what just happened to you. That's the other thing about playing games to review is that you have to like immerse yourself in the world of the game so deeply that you end up forming like an incredibly strong opinion just based on being forced to do something for eight hours. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, how is it for you? When are you someone who's like as you're taking as you're playing a game, you're writing notes, and then like those notes coalesce into a review or are you more like sit down start writing see what happens uh generally like over the course of like playing the game i'm like sort of searching for the lead like what what is going to be my opening sentence even if that doesn't end up being like the one that actually is in the final copy because that usually gives me like a broad sense of what i want to talk about or, or like where my feelings are at um uh, so that's that's usually like at some point during playing the game, like I will land on something like, oh, okay, like that's that's my in, right? Like, and that may not be like actually be what you know opens the, the piece when, when it's published, but that's my in to start um, writing. Um, I, I don't always go in chronological order of like what the piece like. Sometimes I, if I get stuck, I'm like trying to articulate something, like I'll just move on to something else and be like, cool, I'll come back to that. Like I don't, I don't uh, get hung up on having to write it all uh, in 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 one go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sometimes I I've like tried to take notes over the years and found it doesn't. It's not particularly helpful mm-hmm. for me. Like I usually just sit down with a blank page and like find the, the things I want to say about. Do you like, do an like, outline? Really are, you, are y'all outliners as writers? No, I'm an outliner. No, just, I gotta do I'm it. I'm also. For, yeah. for length stuff, just because I forget things, I forget what I want to say. If uh, there's anything where I want to, like, I want to make sure I specifically talk about a specific thing, then I have to write an outline. Because I, it's also, I always think in, like, like broad strokes and then get into the specifics when I actually mm-hmm. start to write. Like, I, I mm-hmm. can imagine, like, different paragraphs slotting in and out of an, an essay. 
So I, it's something useful to be able to sort of have a way to move them around before I start committing to something. Fair. Kato, are you the same way? I heard you say, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, um, I kind of form as I'm, I like take notes while I'm playing, but I only ever really, it's more like kind of, it's never like thoughts of uh, uh, takes notes. It's more like this thing happened. Remember to look back at it notes. And once I like go over those, that's where I like build a an outline from. And I think kind of like about, um, this is kind of like just how I always thought about making artwork too, was like I, I, I aimed for a specific thing I want to get at uh, and kind of start from there and mm-hmm. write towards that end but with the flexibility to try to allow if something else comes out of like as I'm writing it's like oh wait actually my original like end point isn't going to be as strong as this other thing I came across like you gotta be you can't even if you think you have like what the ultimate take is for me I feel like I have to not get too caught into that because sometimes something better happens in the in in the writing of it um so it's kind of a a mix of like you know have a having a a, a an end po- a goal that you can that you are okay with deviating from. Yeah, definitely. Well, also, I cannot under under uh, or, or I cannot over uh, state the the importance of having uh, an editor who can sometimes find yeah. a through line that maybe you didn't know was there or see something to like push you in that direction. And be like, oh wow, if I develop this out here and maybe in three other paragraphs, suddenly it feels like there's a structure to my piece and it's not just me barfing out ideas. Um, that is that is always very useful. Uh, I'm for sure. sure editors hate me in some ways, but I have handed really long review drafts to people and been like, if you can find a way to make this 500 words to a thousand words shorter, I would love that. <laughs> I would Please love it. Just, just take cut an out to it. all the crap. Yes. Make all the crap go away. It's tough. I mean, the the it's often the case where like that stuff happens, and it's like, okay, well, we can still talk about it on the podcast. We can talk about that other thing that we cut, you know, or or have a side yeah. piece or whatever. Um, there's also for me, I definitely take notes, and those notes often will be a loose jumble of ideas, most of which I don't end up not going into a review. But sometimes what I'll find is whatever that big picture idea is that I'm trying to hit, or whatever like my final read is, or I'll start over the course of taking those notes, I'll start moving good ideas to the top of that note sheet and bad ideas to the bottom. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're not good notes. These are not like um, super, you couldn't look at the note and be like, there's the review. Uh, but what you could do is look at my notes and see what, where I maybe got the seed of a review or something like that. Um, and I've definitely done the other thing, the other side, the, the version that Patrick talked about, which is like, especially for short games, let me just play it and then let me sit down and write something about it. Um, it's really only long, long games where I'm like, all right, I'm going to take detailed, serious notes. Mm. Speaking of long games, I have one more question here from John, who says, hey, gang. What long-running franchise or game series with numerous entries would you want to play through if time or other obligations were not an issue? I finished Final Fantasy XV last year and noticed that almost all of the core releases are on PC now. XV was the first Final Fantasy game that I've beaten, and the only ones uh, that I have played are some of the Game Boy Advance re-releases and Crystal Chronicles on GameCube. I would love to go back and see how the series has evolved, especially with the 7 remake coming out soon. However, depending on the title, finishing a JRPG can take me months or even years, so playing through all, so playing through the other Final Fantasy titles isn't really a feasible task without ne- neglecting my job, family, or and other games I'm interested in. But if somehow I could, the Final Fantasy series would be my choice. I love the podcast. Keep up the great work. 
Is there like a, a a series or or even a single game that you've basically punted on indefinitely that you're like, fuck, I really want to do this. I really want to go back and play these. The Persona games, mm. like that's, that's yeah. that that is it for for me. Um, like JRPGs just have generally gone off the table. Um, with like rare exceptions, like I played Final Fantasy fifteen and, um, uh, but like I played I don't know ten hours of Persona five, right? And then Red looked like how long to beat, and it was like hundred hours, and I was like, like no, I'm just gonna stop because I just know I'm not gonna be able to do that. Um, but like. I also know Persona 4 is like some people's like favorite game of all time and I bet I would love that. I bet I know that's a game like sometimes there are games out there it's like I'd love you. Yeah. I would love you. I can't. <laughs> and Damn, so heartbreaking. Like Persona and that series has gone through so many weird ebbs and flows like you go back and look at like you know, the, oh, you know yeah. whether like a Shimagasi and uh, not Shimagasi is it Shimagami Shimagami Tensei. Tensei. Um yeah. It, like that, it's just like as a franchise, Persona has done so many like it, it's just a strange, weird, interesting thing that like I'd love to play the Persona games like front to back. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's just uh, that's just not a world I live in because that's like a thousand hours. That was like going to be my answer. I want to play starting from Shin Megami Tensei if just the first Persona, then God. both of Persona twos, then Persona three, Persona four, Persona five. Jesus I mean, think it's, Shin Megami Tensei is so, so big, right? Interesting how that series has evolved. Like it started yeah. off as a side game to Shin Megami Tensei, where it's like alternate universe, they're high schoolers this time, and then they oh, realize yeah. people love things set in high schools, and it went from an incredibly dark series that had more in common with Shin Megami Tensei, which is like basically about killing God and siding with the devil, low-key. Um, and then you know, that stuff's still happening in the Persona universe, except they just don't talk about it. So right, funny well, they me. kept putting out the Shin Megaten games, right? Like, that, yeah. those games do still exist on, like, the 3DS. They became the more... I guess the fifth one is coming out on Switch, so we'll see what that one is like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, like, those games are... are have a devoted fan base. And there's, like, side games, like the Raido Kuzanawa... Uh, Devil Summoner games, or uh, the, there's the Digital Devil Saga, which right, I Digital downloaded. Devil stuff, Strange Journey. There's like so uh, many but, SMT games at this point. Yeah, um, those games are really good too, and I'd love to go back and play all of the sort of playable or understandable to modern players Jim Tensei games. Uh, Nocturne, if you haven't taken a look at that in a minute, mm-hmm. that game rips. That, that game, game has incredible cool. visual design. Uh, all the character design slaps. Um, the thing for me is like less about a specific um, specific game series and more like a style of game, which is visual novels. Um, something mm. like 999 is not that long, but it's a very particular sort of attention to spend. Um, I can't be on a call with someone or hanging out with someone and playing a visual novel if they're not also playing the visual novel with me do you know what i mean whereas i can dump 30 hours into stellaris while watching agatha christie misty mysteries with somebody else i cannot do that with a visual novel where my attention is like 100 percent on it um and in a world where i'm also very bad at staying disconnected from like social media or where i want to be listening to a podcast or i want to be watching a log horizon <laughs> like it is it is a 100 percent. it's like reading a book and at that point what it ends up having to compete with is the books I'm trying to read. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that visual novels
novels aren't literary or that there aren't there isn't incredible writing in visual novels. But at that point, when I'm reading a book, my reading a book time wants to be away from a screen. It wants me to be like laid up on the couch or in bed reading before bed, and that is a different mode than I want to be in when I'm playing a video game. Um, and so that ends up being tough. There's so many visual novels that I think I would love that I've just completely put into a side bin of like, well, one day I'll have the time to da 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 da. And really, what I mean is not even the time. It's I'll have that mode available to me again. I'll be able to play, you know, whatever uh, that that the entire nonary nonary game uh, trilogy uh, and and uh, just play the first one. I can't do You're that. Good. You know who the fuck I am. <laughs> You know I can't. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, the first one is a beautiful, singular story. Wraps itself up just in a, not in a bow, but in a, in a, in a, in a messy why bow. And is I, the name of the Reddit? The DLR is okay. Why? The third one is just trash. It is just, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, is it Ugh. that bad? Is that disappointing? It's, it's fascinating. Like, it's fa- like, um, for you, it would be like the equivalent, like if I were to 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 please come from different places. Yeah. Is that like uh, when I said this in a recent podcast, like where like I like when I discover that a horror series goes ten entries in and I've not seen it. I was like, I gotta f- let's go. <laughs> like, how did you- come on? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do we justify him coming back this time? Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I can see for you, like whereas I, as I played the the, the Nornery series, I'd be like, oh, it's just stop, just stop. All right, but I've already put in eight hours. I'm gonna. Get to the other end of this. Yeah, um, yeah I was going to compare uh, it's it It's fascinating to, from a mythology spec. Uh, yeah, I was going to compare it to the original Scream trilogy, where the first sure. one you're like, oh, hell yeah. The second one you're like, good stuff in here. And the third one you're like, what's happening now? <laughs> like, why did they do this again? <laughs> yeah. His yeah. mom is involved. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense Ooh. anymore. I think Scream gets ridiculous in a good way. Like, I'm not – I think the first one is legitimately an all-time classic. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a, it's just it's – it's a top ten horror film. But – like so, some of them get like bad escalation, and like Scream is just like ridiculous. And I've I've always I've always been very fond Scream of Scream Four franchise. is way better than it has any right to be. Yeah, absolutely. Scream Four, 100%, really 100% good. Agree. So they just need to make a fourth Nornary game. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. Well, I haven't played his new game. He did that AI game that right. I know people have said is pretty good. Um. um all right, I'm gonna read one more thing because yep. the subject is great. The subject okay. is. Green Day can fuck off. An anecdote. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Listening to episode 296, wherein the discussion turns to the new Green Day album, and at one point Gita mentioned that the band has become high on their own supply. She's right, but this started long before the newest album, and I have a fun little story that reinforces this sentiment. In 2006, I was living in LA and was supporting a friend by scoping out a tattoo parlor uh, with her so that she'd feel comfortable there. We spent about 20 minutes going over the details of one of the artists there and having a great time when in walks my dude, Mike fucking Durnt, the bassist for Green Day, (laughs) uh, and uh, what I can only describe as his Hollywood posse. There are four of them, Durnt included, and my friend and I look at each other and decide to go out for a smoke. While sharing a cigarette and chuckling to ourselves about this initial display, out walks the motherfucker with a crony we politely start up a conversation with him about the tattoo shop and their experience within about three seconds he starts droning on regarding all the talented people that know him such as famous photographers etc etc the two of us humor him while side-eyeing each other and then completely unprompted he goes off about how talented he is 
and his belief that Green Day is the greatest rock band to date, while his, gro- while his crony jumps in here and there echoing him. My friend involuntarily cackles and embarrassed returns inside the tattoo shop. I follow suit after finishing the cigarette, and we continue our chat with the artist about tattoos, and that ends up being the end of the encounter. I guess kudos for him for the confidence he has in his band, but that whole interaction left a bad taste in my mouth. So yeah, Green Day can fuck off. Uh, yeah, that's... Thank you for sending that in, uh, Rob. Uh, probably a different Rob than our Rob. But if our Rob secretly had a fuck Green Day story, I would believe it. Um, <laughs> that's rude. That's rude as shit. That's I've never, so rude. If I was like famous, I would want to be the most humble person possible because I would know everyone. I would know that there's a lot of people out there waiting to put me on blast for anything. You know what I mean? I would need to be as like chill as possible. Yeah, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't give autographs, you'd ask for them from your fans because they're the yeah, inspiration. You- <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's how you'd be. That's that's it, one hundred percent. If you've had a bad Green Day experience, you write in, you let us know. Please. Again, the email is gamingadvice.com. That's where everyone should send their bad Green Day, bad celebrity Green stories. Day at vice.com. Green Day at greenday.tv. Um, you go ahead and send those in. Uh, I would love to hear more stories uh, about meeting celebrities that were frustrating uh, in which they showed their fucking asses. Not literally. I don't need to know about the time you saw oh, Connor I mean, unless, it, ass or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if they did, you just let us know. Uh, as always, again, gamingadvice.com. That is going to do it for today. We're going to figure out what episode 300 looks like as soon as we're done. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin Walker. You can follow us all, twitter.com slash waypoint. Uh, where can people find you, Kato? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Gita. At XOXO Gossip Gita. And Patrick. At Patrick Klopik. Uh, thank you again to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Go to waypoint.vice.com to read Gita's review of uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And also, while you're there, check out uh, AVB's review of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Um, yeah. And a bunch of other stuff uh, up, up here. There's you know new stuff on the site every single day. Uh, so go there and, and read some stuff. It's good for us. It's good when you do that. Um, maybe you're working from home now. You could just open up. You could just open up a web browser and put it on waypoint.vice.com. Hit refresh and see what's on there a couple times a day. Just just do that. That would be good. No, your boss isn't going to so. check over your shoulder. You yeah. know, um, if you no are not working from home right now. Yes, if you are not working from home and are one of the many, 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 many people around the world who has to go into the office despite the conditions, or go into your your retail store, or walk your security job, or work in a field somewhere, and you're like, hey, at least I have this podcast. Well, shout outs to you. I hope you're remaining as safe as possible. I hope the situation for everyone out there is not uh, putting too much undue stress on on y'all. We we care about every one of our listeners, and also a lot of people who don't listen to us, even though they probably should. Uh, We care about them, too. Uh, I hope everyone one remains safe um and as always fuck capitalism go home i'm gonna add peace back because i feel like i need to say peace in this world right now Thank you. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I've dropped something in the chat for all of you. Oh, it's a God. gift. What? No, it's, it's a, a gift? gift. You guys oh. will like it. Click the link and then read the description of this man. Snake is a jock rabbit villager in the Animal Crossing series. Despite his name, he's a cheerful pink rabbit. His appearance, which consists of a ninja hood and zipper shirt, as well as his name, indicate a resemblance to the Konami character Snake from Metal Gear Solid series. He, he has appeared in every Animal Crossing game to date. His Wild world, world picture quote could possibly reference either of the Mario brothers, as they have often, quote, Mario's number one or Luigi's number one as their victory cry. Great. Great. <laughs> I'm going to so go you know, eat lunch. So you, know. you go eat lunch. Have a good one. I'm going. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Time dot is time. Everything you do is right there. Bear's day. talking to Teddy Bridgewater about a deal to finalize would make Mitch Trubisky not the starter. Wow. Uh-oh. Truly. I need I'm a sorry. distraction. Yeah. I'm just, you, no, is, don't. Anything are you ready? But. Are you done for? Are you done with Mitch? Is the year yeah, Mitch? Okay. He, is a, I, I, uh, he is a wonderful human being. He seems like all you would want in like a nice person that puts in the effort, but he's just not, just not the guy. Just not the guy. Happy. Whatever. Uh, they're not going to play football this year. So what is it all fucking matter? <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. It, yeah, they're not. This is. It's not happening, right? They might. I. I. You know, September. Like I could yes. see them start like doing a shorter season in a October, short season, which would be yeah. extremely Very funny, given funny. that the CBA they just passed is yes. about extending the season by a game. So yeah. wow. uh-huh. they got one to spare. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Just drop one of them. We'll just keep going. Um, two things about time dot is today. One, it's everything you do is right day, which I think I is a bad. It. I don't know. I feel like hmm. a That's lot of incorrect. people are doing I feel wrong. like I have no answers. Do you want me to give you some complicated questions? Uh, uh, everything I'm doing is right. Uh, <laughs> prediction. Yeah. Uh huh. Let me tell you. Let me ask you some complicated questions about my grandmother and her daughter and what we're supposed to be doing with her. <sighs> you, you let me know if what I'm doing is Boy. right. Yeah, I just don't think it's. Yeah, I feel like. Today is a lot of – you should be very skeptical of your own rightness right mm-hmm. now. Yes. Uh, yeah. I also really love the quote today is Abraham Lincoln who says, the best thing about the future is that it comes one day at a time. Y'all ever you think about that. how <laughs> – You ever think about how Abraham Lincoln thought about the future? <laughs> that motherfucker yeah. was like, one day we're uh, I have... can't wait to die at age 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Life expectancy. All right. Uh, ready uh, to clap at, you want to do 13 seconds. Oh, hold on. No, no, no. I was drinking no, water. No, Patrick's oh, no. not ready. It's fine. No, I'm ready. Wow. Did I someone did clap anyway? Gita did. I did too. I didn't hear you say so you were not ready. <laughs> I was not paying attention. I was focusing on the time. We're going to do 25. Oh, good. Kato... Was that on time? It's clap, you, Kata, your clap was five seconds behind. Wait, wait. The actual <laughs> noise? The sound? I, I don't, don't even, even know hear that the I clap. Heard I just saw clap. your video go. 
this okay. five seconds. I after. clapped on. I clapped in time. Okay. What is happening? It's like to my stop video? motion animation. Honestly, Kata, you might actually be. You might actually be more distracting with video. Can you turn? Like, yeah, can you I can turn. turn yeah, the honestly, off? I. It's like stop yeah. motion animation, dude. Like, it's, it's difficult Just to look at. Look at You're not difficult to look at. I love you. Oh, You're wonderful. You. <laughs> Problem. All right. Oh Do you guys want a recommendation for an espresso machine that is forty dollars and also does steamed milk? Because guess Damn, what? You're I got right. one. Nice. <laughs> It's really good. I'm very happy. That sounds great.